The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life to build a better you. Stay tuned. Full disclaimer this morning, we are in a little bit of a fight. That's because you can't manage your time to yeah. save your life. Yeah, so I said I'd be down in the recording studio at a certain time, and I was late, and I was inconsiderate. <laughs> and that's what the bottom line is right here, is yeah. I was inconsiderate. Yeah, you were. So, on behalf of you mm-hmm. and our lovely listeners, I apologize for making everybody wait three and a half minutes. <laughs> so It wasn't three and a half minutes. It was ten, and in this early in the morning... 10 minutes is gold. I'm pretty sure that everybody who is at home with other people right now or home alone right. during this coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic right. is in the same boat I know. where they are just at their wits end <laughs> with people. So we feel you. We're with you. Everybody's there. No one's doing successful habits right now. Oh we're my just gosh, trying to yeah. survive. <laughs> so, but we're kind of, we're coming out. Things are softening. We're getting back to normal. So let's get back into some successful habits. What are we talking about today? We are talking about time perception. Time perception, which is great because kind of time perception has been really thrown on oh, its head bizarre. lately. Well, because like I know, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I have felt like some days go lightning fast and I didn't get a single thing done, or they go so slow that I feel like my eyeballs are going to melt out of my head. Like it's just so bad. So I thought that was really interesting because humans have a perception of time that's different. And this is not a science episode. This is still psychology on my end because I don't know how science works. Oh, so there's no, there's no brain chemistry in this one. There is not. I'm not going to talk about brain chemistry. So it's more the psychology of time perception. Right. Because it's our, it's our perception of the minute not necessarily the chemicals. This is the first episode we don't talk about cortisol? I do not talk about cortisol in this episode. All right, episode, well, we got a few of those. It's just funny because cortisol is really high right now for most people. Most so people. I should probably be talking about yeah, it. Yeah, but, but it's okay. So let's get into time perception. We're going to do some history. We're going to do some psychology. And then we're going to do an action <laughs> plan so you can make through this time and we can get back to our normal lives. This day in history. This morning, we're yeah. going to talk about time zones i i am really curious about this because i isn't it just with the sunset the end end of segment what no the sunset <laughs> that's just time yeah but the sunset sets at eight fifteen every evening who came up with eight fifteen? i don't know and how come it's eight fifteen here but it's also eight fifteen two hours to the west of us because everybody wants to ha- go to bed at the same time. The sun is... <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. That's kind of it. Is it really? All right, all right, but you ready for this? Yes. So prior to the late 19th century, uh, timekeeping was purely a local phenomenon. Oh. So at high noon, the sun would go up. You could see per shadow, yeah. you know, when it crossed. That was noon for wherever you were at in the world. No way. So every little town, village, city... Boy Scout. Had their, Boy Scout had their own clock had their own time oh 
they'd send a they do a, a central city or town clock tower that's why you had clock towers oh i like that and then everybody would set their watch to that clock that oh. would be the local time and then you'd even have like these these uh expert people who are expert watch setters what? and they'd walk around with their timepieces and they'd set the clocks in people's homes every week or something like that oh my goodness so eagle mountain time would be different than salt lake time correct and then you have by this... a little bit by a few minutes right but then there's this watch guy who comes to your house every week and is like yeah everything making sure everything's good to go right and and back in the day it wasn't a big deal because if i hitch my wagon you know and i travel to the next town that's 30 miles away and it takes me all day to get there or two days or three days to get there right it doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes later when i get there you know i just sure. reset my watch so you would go into a new town you pull out your pocket watch and you reset it to the local time no big deal right oh but what happened in the late 1800s that changed the way people travel uh trains trains oh i guessed right yep you guessed right so um they started people started traveling from place to place, fast on trains. So it wasn't a big deal to like go into a new town and reset your watch. Yeah. But if you said, hey, this train departs at such and such time, and then it arrives at such and such time, you had to use either the local time of where you're going to be right. or the local time of where you're departing. Could you imagine oh, the confusion? Yeah. Because it always changes. And you can't so, do a quick Google to be like, what time is it in Salt Lake? Yeah, you can't do a quick yeah. Google. So in 1878, Canadian Sir uh, Sanford Fleming proposed a system worldwide that split up the world into 24 time zones. What? Because there's 24 hours in the day. Right. Right? I mean, it makes perfect sense. Sure. Right? So there, he divided it, and then there was every, every time zone is 15 degrees latitude. Latitude are the vertical orange slices of the earth. Right. Longitude are the horizontal. Sure. So every 15 degrees is was his. We have modified that a little bit. Yeah, because um, I don't think it's on every hour, is it? Well, it's not on every 15 degrees. Oh. Because then you might like split like big cities in half. Oh, I see. And saying. some areas we'll get into do their own thing. Um, <laughs> but in the United States, the railroad companies began utilizing Fleming's standard time zones on November 18th, 1883. What? Yep. And in so eight- the dude came up with the way that we see time Yep, like One guy. around the entire world. One guy's like, you know, this isn't working very well. Let's do it my way. Right. And everybody's like, yeah, sounds great. And why Good didn't job, people Fleming. think of this before? Anyway. All right. So uh, in 1884, the International Prime Meridian Conference was held. Okay. So the Prime Meridian's the zero point. That's, oh. That's the, the, the one you start with zero and then you move around the earth 360 degrees. Okay. So it was held in Washington, D.C. to standardize time and select the prime meridian. They decided to go with Greenwich, England. Okay. That's why you have Greenwich Mean Time. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, that's, that's why they call it that. Oh, I had no idea. And that's the zero degree longitude and then it established Was he all born there zones. or something? Is there like a significance to that? Was who? Fleming? Yeah. Fleming was Canadian. And England is a little bit farther away than than Canada. So and I don't why know. that city? Yeah, anyway. But, um, they have great biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> but this happened in 1985. Okay. But Congress didn't actually make it standard until 1918. Whoa. So people were just kind of willy-nilly using the time zones. And Congress... So you'd like guess? For 23 years, Congress was just sitting around being like, we don't need to make this official yet. Let's and... see how it works. <laughs> things Things moved a lot slower back then. Uh, so a little, a little um, bit of tidbit of cool information for you. You can use your next cocktail party. Ooh, like, tell me. Did you know? So 
UTC, which is the the universal uh, time, which is like the Greenwich Mean Time, the one o'clock or okay. the zero o'clock. Right. Um, it's actually coordinated universal time, which should be CUT, okay. but it's UTC. I didn't understand that. If you know, let me know because then I can be a smarter guy and I don't sound like an idiot at my cocktail parties. <laughs> but like China, China should span five time zones. Right. It's a big country. Yes. But it has one time zone. For the entire country? For the entire country. So so if you're on the east coast of China, yeah. your sunset's going to be much different than if you're on the west coast of China. No way. Yeah. And maybe that's just to keep everybody in the Communist Party on the same same page. <laughs> Um, That's kind of interesting, though, to keep everybody in the same yeah. time zone. And then Australia utilizes three time zones because okay. they have a half hour time zone. Oh. So instead of doing one hour, one hour, they right. went one hour, half an hour, one hour, or like, you know, half hour, half hour, half hour. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, pretty. And they and they utilize it in the country. Like every, like this city has this time. In this. And then in the United States, they decide yeah. instead of like cutting down the the latitude lines. Right. Because you might go like right through St. Louis. Right. You know, or whatever, wherever it is. Right. They decided to move them a little bit to include just states. Oh. That's why like okay. Utah and Nevada have different time zones. Well, because don't you think it'd be a nightmare if you're trying to get just sections of the earth versus yeah. a state? Yeah. yeah. So that makes total sense that they're doing so that. So you're allowed right? to, you're allowed to kind of change it with your country based on your population demographic needs and your states yep and utah just passed a law that we're going to stop um daylight savings time yeah so what is that i i'm confused so do we, you know do he, we fall backwards do we so you know when you spring ahead spring ahead you yeah. spring ahead you're off daylight savings time oh is that what it is or maybe it's you're on daylight savings time well that's what i'm confused about i don't know but we're gonna be ahead so it's always going to be lighter later Okay. But it has, because in 1918, Congress passed the Time Zones Act, we have to get the other states in our time zones to approve of our non-daylight savings time time well, zone. What? Yep. Everybody has to agree. Yep. So there's like a room filled with white males agreeing that we are... It's not we're old we're, white males. Our congresses are getting more diverse. I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, so it's within the Congress. It's yeah. not just like Governor oh, Herbert you're, you're and ta- like. Are you talking like the Greenwich Mean Time guys from the 1800s? They're like still in an old, like an old. <laughs> you gotta thing, go like, talk with them. We're the timekeepers, like, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Everybody no, has yeah. to come in and has to agree. So because Arizona is also does yeah. not have a daylight savings. Correct. Right? Yeah. So they're probably in. Now yeah. I'm like worried that we need to rally everybody. We probably should. We should probably start campaigning, yes. greasing the wheels a little bit, doing some bribes <laughs> under the table. Just so we can get... I don't want that. It's so late in, in the summer. I mean, during the winter, it's great. But in the summer for us, like it's light at, at 9.30. Like... We go to bed super early like and our kids, you know, it's like, all right, bedtime. And there's... People are playing outside. They're still in pools. <laughs> the, I was going to say, the sun is still way high in the sky. And so... I, I, right, it's going to be an issue. It'll be an issue. Although I have to say, like, daylight savings was always a pain in the butt with small children. Because they can't yeah. tell time. And so trying to get them back on a schedule was just yeah. ridiculous. Spring is terrible when you spring ahead. Yeah. And you lose that hour. Oh, So anyway. Anyway, there you go. There is time zones. Mm-hmm. So our perception time. I was going to go into the theory of relativity, Einstein's. Oof. Yeah. And even I was, it was a, a mind bend. Well, the other day, well, the other day we tried to talk about it over coffee. Yeah. I don't get it. I well, still don't get it. Well, light travels at a constant speed. So it 
varies on how long it takes to travel a distance based on your perception of that time. It makes perfect sense. Oh, sure it does. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah, so let's get, let's get back into <laughs> regular time perception. Yes. Just our human time perception on the surface of the earth. And we'll talk about the psychology of that. Okay. So I'm going to go over three areas that impact our time perception. Okay. So first we're going to talk about personality. We're going to talk about how rushed we feel, like an internal gauge of how we feel, and then our age. Okay. Okay. So personality-wise, it's really interesting. Uh, the University of San Francisco has done a ton of research on this, and it's very cool. So people pleasers, which I'm a people pleaser, um, are more most likely to be late, which I'm not late very often. No. But um, are more likely to be late, and when they when they are late, they feel like they never have enough time. So the more often that you're late, the more often you feel like you don't have enough time, and so time seems to pass very quickly for you. So you're always behind. Always behind. Always trying to catch up, and there never seems to be a break. And the thing with time is, we can't buy more of it. We can't, you know, try to accumulate more. It just doesn't work like that. So if you're if you're feeling late you're probably are late and then you always feel behind and it's for people people pleasers people pleasers okay um also those with anxiety is really interesting so their perception of time is either that it's way too fast or it's way too slow and it tends to be when we are having symptoms so when when we are having like a severe panic attack or just our anxiety is generally up which i think all of us at this point have been feeling a little anxious here and there right um when it when we're starting to feel like it's it's when we're having a lot of anxiety things are going either really slow so it's agonizing it's like going through um a broken leg without any pain medication like every minute just ticks down the clock it's agonizing right or we have so much anxiety that time is slipping so so fast and then we recognize that we haven't got a single thing done all day Okay. So yeah. So you're either just, it, it's just dragging on or it's going so fast you feel like you're losing it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So anxiety is an, an interesting piece of that. Depression does play into that, but it has less research on it currently. Um, but I know that the University of San Francisco is coming out with some cool studies on depression. Nice. Um, second, so we're going to talk about rush, feeling rushed. So what's interesting is that our brain, when we perceive that we are rushed, our brain is unable to differentiate what events are happening. So like if every single morning I wake up and I'm rushed and I'm trying to get out the door and then traffic's really bad and I'm freaking out in my head and then I'm 10 minutes late for work and then I'm freaking out because my boss saw me walk in late and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Our brain starts to think that we are always rushed. Just regardless of what you have going on. No matter what's going on, because you tend to go through this routine where you're, you're rushed and you're out of time. And so let's say, you know, you had a full week, you hit the weekend how people talk about the weekend goes so, so fast. Because you felt rushed all week. Well, that yeah. And so your brain does not differentiate that now it's the weekend and now we can calm down. So it's like that movie Click with Adam Sandler. Where he's got the remote control. Yeah. And he can fast forward through the crappy parts of life. Right. And how he the remote breaks and then he, he grows through the whole thing and misses all the good events. That's exactly what your brain is doing. Interesting. It's just trying to get through this whole big thing. You're rushing through, therefore you don't have enough time. Wham, your weekend goes super fast. 
That, and that's for all personality types. Just, that's if, all. Per, if that's across rushed. the board. It's it's a perception of what your brain is doing. Okay. Okay. Um, multitasking. We've talked about multitasking before. It does nothing for your time. So the second that you're trying to multitask, time actually slips quicker, goes faster, um, and you get less done. Yeah, we talk, we have a multitasking episode, and you are less efficient when you multitask. Right. Okay. And the idea behind this is that you have a lot of things trying to take your attention from you, and so you're really not paying attention to the clock or time passing at all. And so by the time you get done to you, with this event, let's say you're multitasking for a half an hour, that half an hour seems to go incredibly quick compared to if you're just ticking down your to-do list one at a time. And it takes you a little bit of time to get in the groove of whatever whatever project or skill or thing you're doing. Yeah. And so by the time you get in the groove, you switch. And so you're really ineffective. Yeah. And so when you keep switching, time goes by real fast. Okay. Right. And so our attention is split, okay. right? Um, early risers. Now, we have not been getting up early. We've been getting up with the sun. Yeah, which is nice. like 7... 30-ish, right? And I have to say, I feel better. Like with my high anxiety, if I wake up with the sun, it seems to be very helpful. I would like to wake up more in the, you know, the wee hours in the morning like we did this morning to try to get some stuff done. But um, I think with high anxiety, it's been very good to like calm down a little yeah, bit. High anxiety, high stress, and also our sleep patterns have not been great. No. So if you're going to wake up at five, you can't go to bed at 10. No, exactly. You got to go to bed earlier. Yeah. At eight o'clock, you have to go to bed at eight o'clock. The sun's still up. Well, early risers are less likely to feel like their time is slipping away. They're oh. more likely to be in the moment and to get feel productive before everybody wakes up, obviously. And so if you're feeling productive, you feel like you got your to-dos done, even if you're literally just drinking coffee for the first couple hours of your morning, but it's calm, it calms your brain down. So the perception of time in general slows down as well. So you can sit and enjoy your your world and the entire day goes that way, even if it's stressful. And that's probably why a lot of the CEOs that you read about, you know, in these successful tip magazines and articles, they they meditate in the morning or they have their their workout routine or their their coffee routine or whatever they they right. take their time in the morning so they don't feel rushed because if you're rushed the rest of your day is rushed it seems like yeah and okay. and it, it seems like if you start your day off in a rushed way then the entire day is rushed so like this morning when i was late to come down to the studio yes i was just setting my day up for success is that what was happening you're welcome you were dawdling you're welcome you were dawdling. <laughs> but yes, actually, your perception of time due to your severe dawdling has made it so that the rest of your day won't be rushed. Okay. I, I Okay, fine. You, you brought it around. Brought it around. I'm very, very proud of you. Um, the last thing is age. And I at first I was like, okay, this is just something your grandma tells you. Like, when you get older, your time perception, you know, like it... I felt like it was an old wives' tale kind of thing. But what's interesting is that in our youthful years, everything is cool and new and novelty, right? Like the first time you eat ice cream, think about it. Like ice cream's the best thing ever. You have a memory of the first time you ate no, ice cream? No, but I feel like that would be a great memory to have. But you'd have to be, I mean, unless you're like... Little guy. Unless your parents were terrible and you're like, I'm 18 and I'm finally out of the house and I get ice cream. Yes. You should have had ice cream when you were like... Six months old. Probably pretty little. Yeah. But I'm just saying that like that event, think about that. If you're six months old to a year or whatever, you get yourself ice cream. It's the best thing ever. Right. Full of novelty. Right. right. Now, whether you actually have a memory of that, that's, sure. you know, but that is a pretty good day. If you wake up 
you get to play with some blocks, you have ice cream, you get a nap, you get some crackers, you go back to sleep. Like that is a great day. Seems like our coronavirus days right it's now, to be honest with you. Super close to the coronavirus. But they're, they're, what they're thinking is that our time perception slows down when we're little kids. Like even, you know, just elementary age in general, that our time perception is slowed because of this novelty. Oh. So like if you're on a car ride with your parents, remember when you were like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you'd be so bored and be so agonizing sitting there in the back seat. It's really because time moves incredibly slow for the back seat kiddos because that that's a lack of novelty. You're like driving and you're, everything is very slow for them. Whereas your parents are done with their novelty. Nothing's really exciting. And so time has actually gone by quite fast. Oh, so is that what it is? I always thought that it was like a fraction of your lifespan. Like our five-year-old that yeah. like, you know, she's only been alive for whatever, 16, 17, 1800 days. Right. So a day is like one 1800th of a day. You're like, whoa, but ours is like one eighteen thousandth of a day, you know. So, so it's a it's a big difference where you know. Well, we've had we've had a lot more of these. Is that part? Yeah. Of it? Well, and okay. that's the other theory is that their year, like for a five year old, is twenty percent of their entire life. Whereas for I have exact numbers, it's well, only two percent if you're fifty. Right. Right. So two percent, you're probably going to remember less. You don't. I mean, there's probably less big events happening within that year for you because of this time span that you've had. Whereas a five year old, twenty percent, that's huge. So you're going to have many events in there, especially when there's a lot of novelty in there that you're going to be a part of and you're going to experience life. So pretty much kids are better at life. Kids are kids are better at life. They really are across the board. Right. Okay. All right. Isn't interesting. that interesting? Yeah. And it's all in our heads because our watches don't change. Right. Like we, time. The thing is, is that you can't buy time. Right. I think that, you know. Well, time we, is constant no matter where you're at or how fast you are moving. Is it's it? Space. Anyway, keep, I'm sorry. Keep for, going. Is it constant? And then, but what about the spaceship thing where it slows? Yeah. You're just, you're just moving. You're, you feel like it's a minute. They feel like it's a minute. But when you look at each other, either their minute's faster or your minute's slower. Oh, I just don't get it. Yeah. I just still do. But time is always constant. What's for you. that movie, Interstellar? Is it mm-hmm. where it goes through something like that? Mm-hmm. I remember you having to explain. I mean, I think it's a great movie, and I feel like, like I'd if I watched it like six times, I think I'd get it. But like how the time changes with like the black hole. And so, the... so when you don't understand something, just say it's magic, and then magic. it makes everything okay. It's magic. But interesting how the how the time perception. Yeah, it's changes. solely in your head about how you perceive time. So you are able, if it's solely in your head, yeah, through some work, and I'm guessing an action plan. Oh, action! You plan. are able able to manipulate this to your benefit. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, so should we get into a quick coffee segment, Let's, and then we'll talk about how to not be anxious and have time slip through our hands. Let's talk about coffee. I drink pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake but the sleepiness still comes along and when it does it's fast and strong i end up with a bad case of the shakes all right it's gonna be a quick one okay we're talking about coffee yeah we're talking about time yep so we're gonna talk about steeping time for coffee Oh, this is nice. So steeping is when water is infused into the coffee bean or the tea bean or the lemon or whatever it is. Right. And through osmosis and yeah, osmosis, right? And then it diffuses whatever flavor and oils and 
and product into that water. Yep. I do ours for four minutes. You are you would be correct. For so, solid. So contact solid time, time should be two to four minutes. So about four minutes for a French press. If okay. you're doing six minutes, you've extracted too much of the coffee and it becomes bitter. Okay. Which I like actually. I I know you do. But you don't. So but like drip coffees, pour over coffees, they are designed to have the water go through a certain rate. Yeah. So you get the proper amount of steeping automatically. Oh, okay. So you don't have to worry about it. Now, an espresso okay. has a much shorter steeping time, only 20 to 30 seconds. Why? Because it's pressed under a lot of pressure. Oh. So like eight bars of pressure okay. is a, in an espresso, I, I believe. So it doesn't have to touch the water as long because it is forced through the coffee bean. The water is forced through the coffee bean at a really high pressure extracting a lot of the oil that's why a, a shot of espresso uh-huh. is so rich and caramely and really strong oh. because it is pressed through it doesn't just pass through and like hey coffee bean come on with me they're like we're going in the cup you know? so <laughs> oh wow yeah and then um cold brew okay cold you know what cold brew is right yeah well you put the brew in the cold <laughs> So it's more put, complicated than that. You put your coffee grounds, a, a larger amount of coffee beans into yeah. like a mash with cold water. Okay. And you let that steep usually about 12 hours. Whoa. Because hot water extracts more of that flavor and that those particles faster. Okay. So you'll need a few minutes. But if it's oh. cold water, it takes a long time for it to pull those flavors and that coffee out of the, the coffee grounds. So is that what my Starbucks barista is doing? Yeah, she, she just, just lives there. She's and... just sitting around waiting about 12 hours. She's like, cold brew? All right, I'll be ready for you tonight. Yes. I... <laughs> so, but, um, so it takes about, yeah, about 12 hours. You can even let it do it overnight up to 24 hours. Nice. And it's a lot lower acidity on a cold brew because you're not stripping all that stuff through heat. Oh, okay. That makes so, sense. There's your steeping times. If you've been doing it right, good on you. If you've been doing it wrong, now you know. Now you know. French press. That's our, our favorite. Four our minutes. Jam. You, you let it, you let it bloom for, five, for like 30 seconds, then you do four minutes. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. That's all I got. That's it. That's, that's pretty good though. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should we get back into time perception? Yeah. Action planet. So we don't, aren't anxious and we don't lose a bunch of time. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Hit us with some action. <laughs> so first things first. And this is something I do not do well. Are you ready? I'm ready. You need to stop having object- objectives to all your time in the day. Wait, so I can't be like a robot and like nail every single objective that I write down on my to-do list? You know you and I would love that. If yeah. I could mechanically go through a to-do list, oh, I'd be so efficient right. and I would love it. But this human part of me wants to like eat snacks and okay. interact with my family. So you need so. some flow in your You need daily just some time agenda. that's not scheduled. Because okay. what happens is we have all these objectives, right? And we're trying to get through them. We're not actually in the moment, we're in the objective. Okay. Yeah. Right? And even if you're doing it in a single task form, now granted, we need these times or else we'd be incredibly unproductive human beings. Right. However, you need time to sit and read a book. That doesn't have a time limit. You need to be able to go sit and hang out and have a conversation for a, you know, a couple hour time or time frame. So can I, can I schedule unstructured time in my 
yes. daily schedule. So okay. that's that's the hiccup, and or not the hiccup, but that's the kind of crutch in this whole thing is because unless I schedule time, relaxing time, I'm not going to get it done because there's always going to be another task to do. Yeah. But if you schedule from like noon to two, that's just time to hang out. So that's your loophole right there. Be with your family, okay. yeah, or whatever that is. Then that is your your time frame. You want to where it would naturally, the interaction would naturally kind of drizzle out or like with reading. Maybe you, you're an avid reader and you could read for like five hours. Maybe you do need to put a time limit on that. But, but being able to be like, okay, if I have an hour and a half of reading, that's pretty good. I'm just going to leave it at that, right? So you can structure it, but we just want to make – we time is so valuable. It's significantly more valuable than money. Absolutely. Because you can, we can't buy it. We can't get more of it. This is exactly the time frame we have. And so making sure that we're making the most out of this time and not just getting all of our objectives done. Okay. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Um, slow down your perception of time by lingering is what what they've so uh, researched to find it is lingering. Okay. Where you take time to take in details. So let's say we're doing a podcast, right? I take time to take in the pop filter and talking to you and how my legs feel and just really trying to take the moment in because even though it's the same amount of time, then I am paying attention to this time frame. Is that why mentally balanced people go to art galleries and to just like, observe look. the art? Is that... I don't know. The I never understood why on... people went to like art galleries. I'm like, yeah, it's, I, I, I guess it's great, but that makes sense now. You linger. You linger. Yeah. You it's have yourself your some brain. champagne. Huh. You look at some art. You hang out and you talk to your buddy about the art, right? There's usually snacks sometimes, depending we on... Need to, we need to do an art gallery when, when everybody's able to go back into public. This, Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm good. Okay. We can just read a book. All right. Well, okay. I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> Is there champagne? I'll go if there's yeah. champagne. <laughs> um, no, but you're giving yourself extra time. You're not yeah. rushing in the morning, right? You're you're enjoying your coffee. Like it's there's a lot to this perception of time if we just kind of take a moment and I say be mindful, but it's lingering. Okay. Just, just in your day to day routine. Yeah. Not not when you go to art gallery, like when you have your morning coffee or drink or cereal or whatever you're doing. Right. Just just kind of linger. It okay. would be nice to go to like an art gallery and like have an event to linger, but but we want to make this kind of a daily thing. Um, we're going to say this again, and I'm going to say it probably a billion more times, is don't multitask. That's silly. That's right. not a thing. Um, it doesn't work. It's not effective. And you're not mindful in the moment at all when that's happening. So just stop it. Um, exercise. When we exercise, we have to be present in our body. Otherwise, we trip on the trail and skid our face. Right. So we have to pay attention when we're exercising. And so being, you know, close attention to your uh, body alignment, how much weight you're lifting, how you're feeling. Does your tummy hurt? Do you have a headache? Um, The people around you trying to not make eye contact, all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, Exercise is a very good way to bring ourselves into that linger because you have to participate during exercise. Exploring in nature is always very helpful too. nature is very complex. Like think about trees and leaves and all that. Mm-hmm. And so if we are actually looking at the trees, there's a lot of information to bring in or dirt or, you know, being on a trail, that kind of thing. Um, so if you are taking that in, if you're being mindful of those leaves and those rocks and all of that, our our time slows down anyway because we are being in that moment and we are lingering. It's It's the art gallery of nature. Got it. Right? So being in nature is a good thing. And then the last thing, because we can't get younger and we can't reduce our years, hopefully. I mean, we want to continue to have years, right? Add novelty. 
novelty to your life. Yep. That, so that five-year-old novelty. Yep. So you're not going to be able to eat ice cream for the first time ever, ever again. Sure. Right. But you can. I say skydiving. You don't have to go jump out of a plane. But rock climbing, taking a salsa class, right? These kind of things that you wouldn't necessarily do that wouldn't be in your normal repertoire of things to do but breaking out of your comfort zone yeah and just trying it and i mean there's lots of things we can talk about with self-esteem and self-worth that go along with that too but let's say like if you and i took a salsa class we would remember that right because that's something we've never really done before okay so if we're adding novelty in we we get thrown into that moment because we're trying to participate you know meaning that we get longer time perception Okay, so we have schedule unstructured time. Yeah, with we the have, objectives. With no the objectives. objectives. With no objectives. Linger. Linger. Don't multitask. Don't do it. Get out in nature. Yep. Exercise. Yes. And add and novelty, novelty to your to your life. Yep. So just do those six things along with all twenty-five or thirty <laughs> other habits, just all at the things. same time. They kind of mush together. Though. A lot of them do. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but this is great. So so we need to change our perception of time so we don't feel rushed, so we don't feel anxious, so we can be efficient, we can be effective, yeah, we can be happy. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks everybody, and uh, let's go out. Build a better you.